What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Boiler of a Rayfield Davis podcast, uh, brought to you by Bob Warmer Automotive Group, and AJ's Burgers, Beef, and Beer. Uh, today, we have a special guest, uh, Purdue TBT founder, um, Ryan Kay. Uh, what's up, Ryan? How you doing? What's up, Ray? Doing really well. I'm excited to be with you today. Thanks for having me on. No, I'm excited to have you, man. I'm excited to talk TBT. I know a lot of fans are excited. I know we got some big names. I know we got a lot of Purdue guys coming this year. But before that, just want to talk about the TBT and kind of how you got involved with it. I mean, because Purdue's first year was last year, if I'm not yep. mistaken, right? So how did the outlets come about? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it uh, as brief as possible, but the, the story goes like this. So as you know, I'm, I'm pretty involved with the local Purdue Alumni Club up here in Fort Wayne, where we're both from. And uh, as part of my duties with the club, I had become um, the golf outing committee chair. And actually back when you were you were still at Purdue, I had you up to be our, our VIP speaker for the golf outing. Um, but in 2019, I had Grady come up. He was coming off you know, their Elite Eight run. And um, so he was our speaker and we were just kind of chatting and then the, the golf outing ends. And I went up to him and I, I'd been a big TBT fan. I've been following it for a while. And I just said, hey, have you guys ever thought about putting a team together? Like we've got the best fans. We've got this awesome uh, pool of, of players to draw on. And Ohio State had just won, I think the year before. So I'm like, man, we can, we can hang with Ohio State. Like, come on, we, we should do this. And so um, I, I actually had no, uh, like pretenses or I, I had no idea of uh, like putting the team together. I just was curious if, if anyone had ever thought about it. So Grady's answer was, well, actually he, he said he had talked to Dakota and PJ about it and they had talked about it, but nothing really came of it. Right. Well, about, about a month later, one of my former high school teammates at Blackhawk, uh, my really good buddy named Matt Mitchell, we hadn't seen each other for a couple of years, but he was in town and he reached out and uh, asked if we could go to lunch. He, Matt has had a team in TBT every year as the GM, and he was actually a player his first year, too. Um, it's a team called Everline Drive. So you've got the alumni teams, and then you've got the what I'll call the all-star teams. Matt is an all-star team, so he's just getting the best guys that are available, putting them together. Um, anyway, long story short, Matt's, Matt's been a very successful GM. In fact, this year, they, they are a number one seed in TBT. Nice. Drive is. Um, Where are they so, at? Uh, they are going to be playing in the Wichita Regional. No, well, um, like we're city, I guess. Or does he just kind of, is his team just nationally? It, yeah, it's national. So it's a lot of like G League guys. Um, okay. okay. It, this year they've got kind of an interesting flavor. They've got more Kentucky guys than they have. They've got a couple Western Kentucky guys like AJ Slaughter. They've got Marcus Teague playing for them. Um, Marcus Lee, who is a big at Kentucky and then transferred to California. So they're they're really kind of a hodgepodge they're not based out of any city they don't That's really cool. focus on on any particular subset of guys or a niche of guys they just want the best players but anyway about a month after that golf outing with Grady in 2019 Matt and I went to, to lunch and I didn't know at the time but he had the idea of uh, asking me to get involved in TBT um, by putting together a, a Purdue team and I was like, look, Matt, I, I'm not the guy. Like, I don't really know any of the players. Uh, I obviously love Purdue. And he knew how, like, involved I was on the, the local alumni club side of things and that I had organized big events and things like that. And he's like, no, nah, I think you're the guy. And I'm like, all right, well, we'll see where this goes. I, I didn't really think twice about it. Well, before I pulled out of the parking lot, he had copied me on a text with the head of TBT, Dan Friel. And uh, I think within an hour, I got back to my office. Within an hour, I was on the phone with Dan Friel. 
and he was pumped about it. He's like, look, we've, we've talked to a couple of guys before about, about running the team. Um, it just has never come together. So if you're really interested in, you know, the logistical side of things, um, you just need to try to get Grady or someone else to help you recruit guys for the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, I had spent some more time doing research on it, thinking about like, you know, logistically how this would go, talking about budget. You know, we, we got to raise all of our own money for this. TBT doesn't cover anything. Right. Um, and then I was back on campus for the President's Council annual weekend. And uh, I happened to run into uh, PJ and, excuse me, Grady, and I had not met PJ before, but they were both there. They're both graduate assistants. I went up to him and I, I just said, hey, you know, Grady, I don't know if you remember we had this conversation. I would really be interested in, you know, helping you guys put this together from the logistical side if you help me recruit guys. And, and that's really the genesis of the team, right? We, it, it just kind of uh, snowballed from there. PJ was really excited. I don't know if Grady had, had talked to him too much about it or I'm sure he hadn't talked about me, but uh, made his acquaintance and then PJ was real gung-ho about it. And honestly, the most unfortunate thing is I kind of look at, at PJ and Grady as co-founders of this team with me, but because of COVID and because TBT had to go into a bubble last year that required a different schedule and a longer you know, time commitment, they weren't able to, to join us last year. So that was, that was probably the saddest thing. But yeah, last year was our first year. We kind of proved the concept. Um, we didn't have as many Purdue guys as I would like on our right. team just because of COVID. As you know, it, it just affected everyone's schedule. Um, but this year we've, we've been able to build off of our, our first year. And I think, uh, I'm excited that we've got so many Purdue guys and not just Purdue guys. Like I'm excited about every single Purdue guy and, and every guy on our team this year. Well, yeah, hundred percent. And was it, was it a difficult task? I would say getting guys to buy into the concept or getting guys to want to be a part. I mean, thinking about that first year, cause you had guys that didn't play for Purdue. So how was that getting guys, getting players that, could care less about West Lafayette. Was that a tough thing to do? And how does that work with TBT when you have the alumni teams, but other players from different schools? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so TBT doesn't really care who's on your team with the caveat being, if you're an alumni team, they really want you to make sure that the overarching majority of your players are alumni of that school. Gotcha. So once, once things kind of change, like, you know, a couple of days after our, our squad was announced and it was announced that we were in the tournament, we had to kind of scramble and, and, um, and get some more guys on the squad. And, and just so like you and everyone know, like when I'm going through and, and talking to guys and kind of building the team, basically any Purdue guy that's interested, we're, we're going to, we're going to give them a, a higher priority um, from a recruiting standpoint. Um, but at the same time, you know, we can't have like six guys at the five on our team either. You know, we need a balanced roster. We need, we need to be competitive out there. So um you know, how does it work? It works with, basically, it starts with me. I'll, I'll put feelers out, see who's interested. We'll narrow it down to a short list. I'll meet with Ryan. We'll talk about, like, guys that, that we think could, could do a good job for us. Um, and then from there, we'll go outside of the, the Purdue family and look at, for guys that can kind of complement us. So last year, if, if you want to kind of stay on that topic, when we lost several guys, we just needed, we needed guys that could play and guys that could round out the, the roster spots that were open. Um, how did that, that come about? I, tr- I really tried to work hard last year to make sure everyone had a Purdue connection, even though we didn't have Purdue guys. So like Lamont West, he went to West Virginia, but his mom was on the, the final four team for Purdue in 2001, uh, women's basketball. Um, 
Ethan Stair, he played for Coach Gary at Mercer. Those, I'm sure most people know Coach Gary was a longtime assistant at, at uh, Purdue and is Dakota's father-in-law. So, yeah, I really tried to work hard to make sure that there was some sort of a, a Purdue connection. Um, and then this year, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but we've tried to make sure that there's some sort of a connection to uh, to the team, even for the non-Purdue guys, who, of which we have two. There you go. No, that's super cool. And, I mean, even like even with even with everything with the non-Purdue guys, I mean, I grew up watching Frank Gaines play. So, there's a guy that I know fits right in kind of with Purdue. I mean, the Purdue culture, the Purdue way. But what was that? What was the decision like to get Ryan to come back and coach? Like, what uh, what made you think Ryan, or did Ryan reach out, or how was that? Yeah, that's that's honestly Ryan is is just so much more important to our team than than most people probably know. Obviously, from the coaching standpoint, but the leadership standpoint is huge. Ryan's one of the best leaders I've ever been around. Just to be real honest, we you know last year we get into the bubble, we were in our hotel rooms. There's I can tell you a couple of stories about that, but the way it worked was you, you check in and you had to go straight into your hotel room until uh, your, your initial test results that we took a spit test on site. We had to wait about 24 hours. Some guys, it was closer to 36 hours. We had to stay in our hotel room until those results came back. So Dang. all that to tell you, right, we, we basically had one full practice and two walkthroughs before our first game. Dang. And the thing that people don't understand about Ryan or, or wouldn't have seen because they weren't there is just how in those three days, how he was able to take basically 10 guys who had never met each other before and hadn't played with each other and bring them together very quickly and into a team. So Ryan is absolutely huge for us. I, I've, you know, I've, I'm so thankful that, you know, his, his head coach, who's a, a former Boilermaker, Carson Cunningham at Incarnate Word has allowed him to continue to do this um, with the recruiting uh, opened again here in July. So yeah, we're lucky to have him. We're going to be one of the best coach teams in all of TBT. And then I'd, I'd say the other important thing is when I'm talking to guys about coming to play for us, the guys who played last year, I would say the majority of them, the first question they asked when I said, Hey, you're going to come back and play is, is Ryan going to coach? Cause they just love playing for him. Um, you know, and even, even some guys like I heard Kelsey on an interview say, um, and, and he, he had told me this privately before he, he said it publicly that he watched TBT last year. He saw Ryan on the sidelines and he thought, wow, I, I want to play in TBT, but I want to play for Ryan. That's what's up. No, that's super cool. I mean, no, nah, Rhino's the ultimate, I mean, like you said, the ultimate Purdue guy, the ultimate leader. I mean, like you said, getting guys in the gym and getting them to buy in. I mean, I could kind of see how that was easy for Rhino. Rhino was a GA after he graduated from Purdue in my freshman year. So I definitely see, um, Everything you say, and I mean, straight shooter, not. I mean, straight Purdue guy. I mean, one hundred percent all the way. Yeah. So, I mean, with this year's team, I mean, what are you, what are you most excited about? Any, any new additions you most excited about? I mean, getting, I mean, getting Robbie to commit, getting Lou Jack. I mean, you got JL, you got Big AJ back. I mean, this, this year's teams feel like. I mean, you mixing a few generations of Purdue guys. Feels like you got a piece of everybody. What are you excited for about it? Man, this is this isn't probably the best answer, but I'm just excited about everything. I mean, you know, last year when when we got that first win, I told uh, I told Orion right afterwards. Um, you know, I played at a pretty successful high school team, high school program at Blackhawk Christian in Fort Wayne, and my my sophomore, junior, and senior years, we made it to semi-state, and my my uh, junior year, we made it to state, and I was like, man, this feels like 
we just won semi-state and we're going to the state finals. Um, like it, it was just really exciting. I mean, you, that ball tips and you're playing for a million bucks and if you think right. it's competitive, like, you know, I'm yeah. sure basketball is competitive everywhere, but it just takes it to another level. So right. I'm excited for everything. I am, I'm much more excited this year, uh, having a year under my belt, kind of knowing the ropes, but then obviously the roster we have, it's like, how could you not be excited about, like you said, bringing Lewis back to play for Ryan, who was his teammate and Robbie, who was his teammate playing with Robbie. Um, adding in AJ and Isaac, there's no doubt in my mind, we have the two best big guys in the whole TBT on our team. Um, then you factor in some of our wings and our forwards. I, I actually, I was just talking to Robbie this morning and um, I was like, Robbie, is there anything on our roster we're missing? Like wh where's our, our gaping hole that someone could just take it to us. And um, you know, shooting is what we, a lot of the fans talk about is like, Oh, you need another shooter. You need another shooter. I would just say don't underestimate our, our two non boilermakers and Frank Gaines and Kyle Mangus. Those guys are going to be studs for us too. So yeah. not right. I'm, I'm just excited for everything. Um, it's, it's so much more exciting this year that we've got more Purdue guys on, on the team. Right. And how was that getting Rob to commit? What was that process like? I mean, cause that couldn't have, I mean, cause Rob, I don't know if Rob's played five on five in a while. I don't, I mean, he's, working for ESPN now. So what was that like and how easy was it or was it easy? Yeah. So kind of an interesting story there. So I had actually talked to Rob last year and um, like, you know, the bubble was just kind of a tough thing for, for people and, and it just made it a, a really long time commitment. If we would have kept winning in TBT from the time we arrived, it would have been three weeks straight in that hotel bubble without leaving. So it was just hard for a lot of guys to commit. And I don't think, you know, people, even though Rob had, had seen the tournament and, and announced it, um, it just was a new thing. And like, I, I don't blame anyone who, who couldn't make it last year, but um, so this year he, I had talked to him, but I didn't really expect there's a chance we would get him assuming that he was going to make a deep run in the three on three tournaments that he was in. And, and I thought he'd be in the Olympics. I'm sure he did too, but yeah, uh, no, how it went down was I'm sitting at the Indy 500 and uh, I get the alert on my phone that his team had lost in the qualifiers and that he was he was not going to make the Olympics. And I immediately texted Ryan and I was like, we got to get Rob. I was like, this is this is this makes too much sense. We got to get Rob. And uh, um, Ryan was like, I'm on it. You know, him and Rob and Ryan are really close. So I right. my my, my uh, uh, job duties, if you will, in that recruitment were basically make sure that Robbie knew who I was but then turn it over to Ryan. And then, you know, I, I was, I wasn't turning the screws on him, but I was playing, tugging at his heartstrings. You know, I had Lewis texting him and <laughs> I mean, it just made too much sense. And, you know, how do you not get one of the, the best players in Purdue history to come play for you when right. he's already, he's already in great game shape. Yeah. And uh, it's basically between playing, playing competitive basketball uh wearing black and gold and trying to win a million bucks versus him just going and playing golf this summer. So, um, oh, yeah. right. I gotta, I gotta give a lot of props to Ryan on that. And actually, so the way, the way I actually found out he had committed was, um, I had called, I had called the TBT folks and said, Hey, like, you know, I'm kind of worried that maybe we won't get Robbie because, uh, you guys might hire him as an announcer. And I was like, I was like, have you guys lined up your announcing crew yet? And they're like, well, actually, yeah, we've had that that lined up for like, you know, the last two months. So there's no way, you know, Robbie's going to announce for us. So I thought, okay, well, well, maybe there is a chance here. 
So then the next day I'm actually in West Lafayette. I was actually having lunch with Bobby Rennell and uh, I get back out to my car and I get a text from, from my guy at TBT. He's like, Robbie's agent just called and said that he's playing. And I was like, are you serious? So then I didn't text Robbie right away. I texted Ryan because Robbie was actually in vacation in the Bahamas. And Ryan was like, well, I didn't want to get your hopes up, Ryan, but uh, I kind of had a feeling that this, this was going to happen. So as you can imagine, we were all, we were all super psyched. Hey, that's super cool. That's super cool. No, that's exciting. I mean, the, um, the 15, 16 year old child of me is really excited to watch um, Ryan, Lou, Rob back out there again. I mean, that's, who I grew up watching. So, I mean, uh, I'm super excited about seeing the guys get together. I'm super excited about seeing J.O. getting to play with Lou. And then, like you said, I always say, you had Lou Jack and A.J. on the same team. You just never know when Lou Jack's leadership could have meant to A.J. So you can get to kind of get a wish come true in that in my mind. But no, I'm excited for everything. And what when you guys go to the TVT and when you guys are preparing for it because I saw other teams practicing and getting together. Do you guys get together before you go to uh, Columbus or are you guys just going to go to Columbus and start practice day? Yeah. So a, a little tidbit about how TBT works is basically they provide a hotel for a, a portion of our, they provide us a very, very small hotel block um, for the day before our game. And they do not provide any practice facilities or anything like that. So it's, it's incumbent on the teams to, you know, manage the fundraising to cover the hotels, but then also coordinate what I call a training camp. Um, but I'll also tell you, Ray, most teams do not do a training camp. Most TBT teams are going to show up like the day before, do a practice and go play. So um, I, doing my debrief and kind of looking back last year, I, I wrote down things that I felt like we had to do this year to, to make an even deeper run and make sure that we're successful. And the first thing I wrote down was to do a training camp. So we, we had discussed doing it in, in a couple of different cities, but ultimately I just decided let's just do it in Columbus so the guys don't have to, you know, bus from one city to the other. And then we'll have, we'll, we'll know who's going to be there, right? Like if someone doesn't show up, like that's a pretty good indication. If they don't show up at training camp, they're not going to be there for the game. Um, so, so to answer your question specifically, uh, the Monday before our game, uh, that Friday is when guys will be flying in. We'll get a run in that night, that Monday, then we'll have, uh, practices Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the morning, then we'll have shooting skill work. If guys want to lift, we'll get them back in the gym, uh, in the afternoons those days. And then we'll have a, a walkthrough kind of light shooting on Friday before Friday morning before our game. Nice. And that'll all be in Columbus. And where can, where can fans go to support the team? Or I know you, I know you kind of mentioned fundraising. Can fans donate if they can, if somewhere they can donate? Or is a special place they can go buy tickets for a Purdue section or anything at the TBT? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, two things. One, yeah, I would say, I, I believe it's section seven. If you go to buy a ticket, um, I'm pretty sure it's section seven. It's, it would be the Southwest kind of portion of the stadium is where I've been telling Purdue fans to, to try to get seats at. Uh, there's still some pretty, some pretty close seats available, um, but we're, we're gonna have people spread out. Like they haven't even told me where our team seating block is yet. So gotcha. um, I don't know where, where those people will be sitting at, but yeah, supporting the team. This has been a really cool thing. So um, we are actually uh, supported by the Purdue for Life Foundation. And uh, we're kind of branding that as the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. That's, that's our cause this year. Because uh, if you remember last year, 
we are playing for the Tyler Trent Endowment at the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. This is a really cool thing. I've asked every one of our guys that if, excuse me, when we win, that they give something to the Purdue Center for Cancer Research, specifically Tyler Trent Research Endowment. Nice. We'll have some, some T2 branding that we'll have, uh, not on our game jersey, but on some other things behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, when I started this team last year, that was one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure we had a cause and that we were playing for, for more than ourselves and more than even Purdue for that matter. Um, so it's been cool to, to kind of, you know, come full circle here. We are playing for Purdue. We're playing for the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. A lot of people don't even know about the Purdue Center for Cancer Research, you know, especially before Tyler. People didn't even know Purdue had a center for cancer research. It's like no, one, I of didn't. Top, yeah. one of the top three centers for cancer research at a college in, in the whole country. Dang. Um, so yeah, as far as supporting us, we are we we'd be happy to uh, to take on some some team boosters. If there's anybody out there that that's looking for uh, an opportunity to support us, I would say just send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, I can go through those packages with them on, on what we can offer them if, if they want to help out. You know, what what do we need sponsors for? Well, again, TBT covers very little bit, just a very small uh, number of hotel rooms that that day before our game. So we're raising money to make sure guys don't have to pay for their flights. They don't have to pay for meals. Um, you know, th there's just all these incidentals that come up that, that we're trying to come up with, with funds to cover. No, uh, it makes perfect sense to me. And where can, where can people find you on Instagram or Twitter? Yeah, it's at Purdue TBT. Just made in the Minamaki page. Yep, that, that would be the Metamaki page. It's our, our handle's at Purdue TBT. That will take you to the, uh, the Metamaki stuff. We're pretty active. I would say we are... As far as like more breaking news, uh, check us out on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we'll give more updates there, but we've got a, a pretty good Instagram page too. No, nah, and yeah, I agree. So yeah, definitely check check out check out the Instagram page, check out the Twitter. I mean, Ryan, I definitely appreciate what you're doing. I was a guy that was done playing, and then was seeing the TBT. I remember Jo played with the IU team or something like that one year. And it just made no sense to me why Purdue never had a team. So for you to step up um, with Grady, with PJ, and kind of get this thing going, I mean, obviously for you to be a fellow Fort Wayne native guy, I always say Fort Wayne guys make the best Purdue guys. So, I mean, it just kind of speaking to that again, I appreciate what you're doing, especially getting AJ back in the gym, getting AJ back in shape, getting him going. I'm excited to see what he's going to do, get Rob back out there. I mean, this is – Big for Purdue, it's big for Purdue basketball, but like you just said, it's bigger than basketball because now with the Cancer Research Center, we're playing for something. Like you ask the players to put something back into it. So like you said, you guys have a cause and I'm excited to go out there and watch. Yeah, I appreciate your support, Ray. I appreciate you having me on. We uh, Hopefully we can make a deep run here and, and go get that million bucks. Uh, no, 100%. And then everybody out there, I, I mean, thanks for everything. Put tuning in. We've been gone for about a month, but definitely check out RayfieldDavisBasketball.com. Um, see our basketball camps coming up here in July in Fort Wayne, Noblesville, Indianapolis, West Lafayette. We're doing a lot of cool things. But I uh, appreciate it, Ryan. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Boiler over Rayfield Davis. Until next time.